the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. I just gained a real sense of community there. But I think more than that, I just felt that someone here this morning gained a picture of the cost of Jesus' death. The thorns, the pain, everything pressing in on his mortal body. And if that's you and you want to know more and ask him to be Lord of your life, maybe he is, you think you know him, but you want to know him in a way which is like a new revelation of his grace for you this morning, his love for you, then come and see us after. Bless God. How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? John 4, verse 9. Why would you break every social norm to speak to me? That's essentially the question the woman at Jacob's well asked Jesus that day in Samaria, a place where few Jews would even venture to go. And that's the question I think that's still being asked every day in every nation and society by those who believe they are somehow less than. You know, why would you speak to me? Why would you cross over this cultural divide to speak to me? Crossing over cultural and social norms actually should really become second nature to the true Christ follower. And especially for us here at HBC, because we even have on our board outside as our mission statement, bridging the gap. It should be every believer's desire to do that. We are in week three of our series, Renew Together, which has replaced the name Prayer and Self-Denial for the annual appeal to support mission uh, in general, but also through, obviously, NZBMS. And like many things, missionary work has taken a bit of a hit since COVID. It's an actual fact... Uh, much more difficult and it's time for re-evaluation and so the Baptist uh, leaders have discerned that this is a new season of opportunity where we can do things differently and I think that we can all agree that the Lord is always doing a new thing the Lord's ability to renew things actually runs all through scripture And he even brings life out of seemingly dry, deserted places or wilderness regions, as Mark shared with us last week. He can bring life out of nothing. What seems impossible for us is no obstacle for our God. And um, Mark shared the key verse that we've been looking at each week, which is Isaiah 43.19. I'm just going to read it again real quick. And it says here, Oops, 43, 19, different place in this Bible. Yeah, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. 
Will you be aware of it? Which is a question we asked in week one. Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to be you know, discerning what God's saying in these times? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. It's great, isn't it? It's a good word for us in this season. So what seems impossible for us isn't impossible to God. However, for us to move on uh, with God in a new direction, three things are required on our part. Number one is actually humility. Number two is a discerning heart. And number three is a respect for others. We need to build these respectful relationships with one another as we shared in communion. So today in week three, we are focusing on the respect for others as we build new cross-cultural relationships, bridging the gap and healing the hurts of racism and injustice. If we go back, born an Israelite but raised in a palace while his own people suffered, Moses learnt to think and act cross-culturally as he matured. He could have chosen to stick with the lavish lifestyle he was raised in, but he chose to obey God by leading God's people out of slavery. A little bit like we were seeing in those, those videos. But first he had to be humbled and to learn to listen to God's voice over all the other voices that he was listening to or could have listened to. And when the time finally came to face Pharaoh, God said, what's in your hand, Moses? What's in your hand? What gifts, what talents and resources as he has he given each one of us to reach others with. Maybe it's time today to think about what we could do differently, give our gifts, our talents, our resources. And in today's reading, we gain several lessons in how to approach and win over others and build these respectful relationships. So through a series of questions, we see in our reading today that Jesus models Evangelism 101, he models Cross-Cultural Mission 101, and, and how to build a respectful relationship 101. So let's turn to John chapter 4, and let's read together verses 3 to 15. If you've got your Bibles or your devices, let's uh, turn over there to John 4, starting at 3. He left Judea and went away again into Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. Now, there was another way, but it was a lot longer, but most Jews took that way through Jordan. Jesus, compelled by the Spirit, I believe, this is what it says, he had to, the Spirit was compelling him to go through Samaria. Verse 5, so he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour, about noon. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. 
Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Then Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water. Hallelujah. So I will not be thirsty or come all the way here to draw. I think the first thing that Jesus had in his hand, figuratively, was his Jewishness. We don't always remember that Jesus was very Jewish. He knew the social rules. And he broke two or three of them in one simple request. Give me a drink. Sounds a little blunt, doesn't it? <laughs> Firstly, Jews didn't speak to Samarians. And that rift dated back centuries uh, when returning Jewish exiles refused to co cooperate with Samaritans who had married Gentiles and adopted pa pagan worship. And further to that, hurt. There's often a hurt, isn't there? That's the start of a rift. Further to that hurt, a Samaritan temple built in 400 BC on the slopes of Mount Gerizim, or Gerizim, destroyed by a Jewish ruler, John Hykinus, in 108 BC, drove the, the wedge even further in, didn't it? There was suspicion on the part of the Jews. They treated Samaritans with disdain, mainly from fear of being defiled, I guess, or compromised by them, or from becoming unclean. The Jewish people were adamant about cleanliness. Are we any different today with certain people groups? Are there some people we treat differently for fear? When I was in India, uh, we had a three-hour trip. Would have taken about one hour in New Zealand, but the roads were shocking. In a van full of people, and we spent sort of much of the time on the wrong side of the road. Either there was a truck broken down on the left with rocks around it, with a guy underneath fixing the diff or the gearbox, lighting a fire near the fuel tank. <laughs> no problem, no cones, no health and safety, no insurance. Anyway, after several corners on the wrong side of the road with the horn firmly blasting, I thought, God, I'm in your hands. I'm here, I'm meant to be here, and I trust you. So when it came to this little cafe, like a, the equivalent of our sort of stag park in Taupo, kind of like a truck stop, but on an Indian sort of style, 
uh, we pulled in there and we were going to have chai. And we'd been warned, do not have any food from street stalls or drink that you don't know whether it's been boiled and blah, blah. But I thought, God, if you've kept us safe this far, what's the, what's the harm in trying this chai? It was beautiful, I've got to say. It's kind of like chai latte with the milk and the sugar all mixed in as they poured it. It was so hot it would have killed anything on the way down. But anyway, after that beautiful drink, I got talking to one of the truck drivers, as I do sometimes. And of course it wasn't like the sort of gleaming nine axle rigs we have in New Zealand. It was the two axle Leyland version, you know, with humongous springs. And the load was about 10 feet tall. And I said to the guy driving, I said, uh, what have you got on your truck? He goes, computers. <laughs> I thought, computers, <laughs> how the heck are they going to work when they get there? <laughs> anyway, it was a matter of just crossing, you know, that gap, bridging the gap and, react and, and, and acting or reacting with this guy. But yeah, we can use our race, our colour to a good advantage, whatever colour or race or culture we're part of. That is a gift. That is something we can have in our hand to reach others. The second thing Jesus had figuratively in his hand was living water. He tapped into the woman's practical need for water to turn the conversation to the spiritual need to water her inner soul and spirit. See, the living water was a reference here to the Holy Spirit. And... You know, this woman had probably known control, judgment. There was dry religion. They did not really know God. It was a form of religion. And she was spiritually parched. I think we've all been in those, that place at times, haven't we? Spiritually dry. And despite physical tiredness, from all that dusty road and, and the heat of the Palestine sun, Jesus was someone filled with, his, with Holy Spirit power and words of life to meet this need. I think our takeaway here is that despite how, how tired we are, if we've had a disrupted day, if we're frustrated with how things are going, we're still to display the fruit of the Spirit to those God brings across our path. Interruptions are often the job. What's in your hand? Jesus delivered that living water with kindness and humility, with no thought of payback. You see, bridging the gap is not always joyful. It's not always deeply satisfying and rewarding. It's called ministry. And the word minister means servant. And in a sense, we're all ministers of the gospel. Therefore, we're all servants. And as such, we have to be prepared to quit stuff that turns other people off. We've got to be prepared to do away with those selfish attitudes. This allows us to put on the apron and gird ourselves up, you know, with the apron of humility in order to serve living water 
to those who are different, those who are not part of our gang, and those who do not have the gift of grace. Back in June, we were welcoming on a few new staff. And I guess I could, to be honest, I thought this one guy was sort of bordering on being a little bit rude. And I was struggling a little bit. And, uh, and then he shared something that was really a very deep personal thing in his life in a group setting. And so when he was on his own, I went to him privately and I said, that must have been really, really hard. I'm really, really sorry that you had to go through that. Something broke. And we've been on a great basis ever since. Something about going in a different spirit breaks things in the spiritual world. The third thing Jesus figuratively had in his hand was all of the gifts of the Spirit at his disposal. He had a word of knowledge for the woman, verse 18, uh, with perhaps a discerning of spirits and prophecy thrown in. And these are spiritual gifts available to every born-again believer filled with the Holy Spirit. And on a few occasions, I've been blessed with a word for people that leads to a deeper spiritual thing happening and I think it's a lot, another one of these gifts we, or things we say that we need to ask and he will provide. Just as we ask Jesus into our life, we ask the Holy Spirit to give us power and fill us and for those gifts and the tools we need to do the, the ministry that he's called us to. On one occasion, I was, it was not what I said. I think that touched this guy, but what I didn't say. I was trying to share the gospel with a, with a guy in a bar in Wadesville, North Carolina. I don't think I was doing, doing that great a job. But then I decided I'd listen. Sometimes hard for me. <laughs> but I listened to his story, and I heard of his brokenness and his loneliness and... And yet he was really keen and into the arts and everything. And I just felt a deep compassion for this guy. I don't think I even remember praying out loud for him. But the next morning I told our host, all excited about our day before and about this guy, and her immediate reaction was, oh, you must be gay. And her reaction saddened me. But the Lord ordered an encouraging feedback. And this is not where it ended. His neighbour, who attended the church we were serving in, came straight up to me before the gathering and said, I heard you met Tim, not his real name, my neighbour. In a town of 30,000 people, what were the chances? She said, I don't know what you said to him, but he told me he experienced the love of God. It was very humbling because I felt I did so little. But Jesus used that encounter to touch his hurting soul. It's amazing what happens when you pray, when you are prayed up and you go in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's make every day a mission. It's not something we do, it's something we are really. But Jesus 
was there for this woman at the right moment. He was just tired, weary, just probably wanted a nap. Do people still say that? (laughs) Being there for people is everything. Jesus had respect for a woman with a bunch of issues from a different, unclean culture when he could have grabbed this quiet moment to rest up. But his skill in turning the ordinary into the extraordinary is a life lesson for us all to emulate. He also brought salvation to a whole town, if we read on, through the testimony of this one encounter. She could almost be called the first missionary. I believe God sends out scouts. He sends scouts into our church. It's like he's saying, let's see how you look after this one. And this one. And if we have our spiritual ears and eyes open to care for this one, maybe he'll trust us with some more like that one. How are we looking after the ones and twos? It's amazing how the ripples go out, isn't it? From one person. Our hospitality ministry, the people on the door duty, uh, they're our shop window. You guys, you've all served, I'm sure, on the door. It's so important. There should be the warmest welcome ever for the stranger and the visitor with no judgment here at HBC. Let's make everyone feel welcome and make it our goal to build respectful relationships here and overseas. So what's in our hand? What's in our hand? What's in your hand to create opportunity for the Holy Spirit to bridge the gap here and to support those who take the gospel to other different cultures? Is what's in our hand money to give? Is it the gift of intercession to pray? Is it a teaching ministry or the gift of encouragement? Well, that's a big one. I meet a lot of people who are discouraged. I think we need that gift even more these days. Maybe there's someone here today that the Lord is saying, go. Go. Be one of my, my, my followers who go. Actually, we're all called to go. Change of direction somewhere. Let's just be Jesus in, in the world. Let's work together to use what's in our hand that we all might hear and believe in our beautiful Lord Jesus. Amen. God, I thank you for this encounter that it's taught us to respectfully cross boundaries, cross barriers, Lord. Do not judge on any outward appearance, Lord. Our Lord, I just thank you for community that we've experienced and shared in this morning. I thank you for the love we can have for our brethren. And I just pray, Lord, that we would be brothers and sisters in love, working for your cause in unity. I pray, Lord, that we would just see opportunity after opportunity in our day-to-day lives, but also in our church life and work together and we ask God that your Holy Spirit would come and
Grant gifts that we might see change in hearts, change lives, change destinies of people who come to our door. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.